0: Welcome to another episode of Bucks and 6, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf and alongside me as always is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and 6 FFSN. And then you can find this and the rest of our podcast on Apple and Spotify. Uh, on today's podcast, Hershey, we got to talk about the Bucks five-game win streak. They just beat the Wizards tonight 142 to 129. Uh, what were your thoughts on tonight's game? Obviously, Giannis looked great, but yeah, just what what did you think tonight?
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, kind of the game script. I was, you know, picturing when, you know, we were kind of talking about it on our last episode. Um, throughout the first three quarters, it definitely looked like the Bucks were coasting a little bit. Um, you know, they'd get out to like eight to 10 point leads and then, you know, the Wizards would kind of climb back in it. Um, but Yeah Giannis looked extremely aggressive tonight like you mentioned uh you know one thing I do want to just touch on real quick is that he he didn't take any threes tonight so you know that's definitely a plus to see I know both of us you know really don't want to see him taking those those uh deep shots and you know he was he was he stayed very aggressive attacking the rim um you know five turnovers still kind of a lot uh but you know when the ball's constantly in his hands and, you know, he's dropping 42, 13 and eight on 20 of 23 shooting. I just think, you know, that's, it's another monstrous game out of him. And, you know, he, he's been unbelievable over the past, you know, two weeks or so um, after that slow start. So yeah, overall, right. extremely, extremely happy about what we saw tonight, but yeah, Steve, what did you want to talk? Yeah, dude, Giannis has been like on a whole nother level
0: in the past six games. I mean, he's been putting up 37 points a game, 11 and a half rebounds, uh, six assists, 71% from the field. And then uh, also his mid-range game has actually really started to, you know, take form uh, just over 50% on that on 19 shots. So yeah, Giannis has just been on a whole nother level uh, in these last six games, but uh, I mean, he's really catching fire and it seems like Dame, you know, alongside him is starting to do the same. Uh, Dame had another pretty solid night for the Bucs. Not necessarily his most efficient night, Hirsch, but I think he makes up for that by getting to the line uh, 11 times tonight and making nine of them.
1: Yeah, and you know, a couple of uncharacteristic, you know, misses from the line. I mean, sometimes you think that, you know, Dame's just going to be automatic every time. Uh, He did miss a couple there, but... Yeah, I think him just being able to get to the line that many times uh, is really going to make up for, you know, some of his inefficient shooting nights. And, you know, we have seen him also have those super explosive nights where he is, you know, around 50 percent from the field and, you know, hitting five to seven three. I mean, like the guy can go off. We've seen it some nights. He's just not going to have it from the field. And, you know, he's still going to end up with 22 points, you know, just being a very effective playmaker and, you know he's a smart player as well. I mean, I think both of us know that, um, just been in the league for a long time, even if he's going to be, you know, not the greatest defensively, he knows where to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, even on not a great shooting night, which is going to happen. I mean, he's also a volume score like shooter. He takes a lot of shots, so it's going to be difficult to be efficient every night, but Definitely happy what I've been seeing from both of them. Um, It seems like they're kind of getting into a rhythm together, uh, definitely building up that chemistry. And now this is multiple games in a row where we've seen, you know, kind of both of them play well at the same time, which is what we're looking for, especially as, you know, Bucks fans that are expecting this team to make a deep playoff run here.
0: Absolutely. And then, I mean, the third star as well, Chris Middleton, uh, he had a big night, obviously passing Sidney Moncrief for fourth all time on Bucks scoring. Uh, But he played 23 minutes tonight, 18 points, 6 of 12 from the field. Chris Middleton, you know, he's been slowly getting back into his groove, 23 minutes. So, you know, the minutes are starting to tick up slowly, but surely he'll get back to that. Uh, I had, you know, thought that he would be back, you know, five games ago, like fully back. That was probably a little uh, ambitious on my part, but he's getting back up to it. I, i hope to, you know, by all-star break, I hope he's back up to like his full like minutes rotations. I'm still unsure of whether or not he'll actually play in the back to back games, but yeah, Chris Middleton has just been really, really good and really helps this Bucks offensive offense flow, as we say in every podcast, pretty much.
1: Yeah. And he, one, one thing about him, you know, tonight is he looked extremely aggressive, especially early on, um, in his minutes out there you can tell that you know he kind of does want to get his shots up he wants to catch his rhythm uh early and you know we saw that tonight I mean he 18 points it's not something we see regularly from Chris Middleton at least on these you know low minutes um so yeah just seeing him be extremely productive was great I think I also did see a stat that you know our big four combined for I think it was 98 points tonight so just to see that kind of production out of those guys, the chemistry building, I just think, you know, it's a big plus. Um, And, you know, we do have a really tough game on Wednesday coming up, which we're going to touch on in the second half of the podcast, but just to have the team be on a five game win streak right now um, after that rocky start uh, and, you know, build that kind of cushion record wise in the win loss column. I mean, I think it's big and, you know, another guy who's contributing to that is, you know, Bobby Portis with another massive scoring output off the bench Um, Just a guy you feel like you can count on and just come in, give you buckets. And that's pretty much all he does. I mean, 17 points on great efficiency, eight of 13 from the field. uh, And, you know, he'll give you some rebounds as well with, you know, tonight he had eight. Sometimes he'll be a double, double guy, but Bobby Portis off the bench was, you know, extremely effective and, you know, he helped us a lot. So great to see that, you know, and hope to see more of it going forward for sure.
0: Yeah, and alongside Bobby, Brook Lopez, too, has been playing really, really well, Hirsch. I mean, he had five blocks tonight. I think he's on pace to have the most blocks in his career. I know it's super early, but we were really concerned. I know you were really concerned about Brook at the beginning, beginning of the season, you know, the new fit with this team, but it seems like he's really starting to fall into place with everything. Uh, Brook's been really, really good. I mean, offensively, he's had his down nights, but defensively, he's been really, really consistent over the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, he's definitely looked like more of an anchor. And, you know, that kind of is probably, you know, credit to AG and the box players that told him that, you know, Brooke Lopez is a, is a better defender when he's closer to the rim. um, And, you know, he's kind of that that guy that's, you know, anchoring the defense in the middle. And you can't really get in there and get easy shots when Brooke is around the rim. So uh, that, you know, that's great to see as well. Um, you know, defensively, we looked solid tonight, um, but we did allow the wizards to shoot 55% from the field, uh, which definitely is not what you want to see, especially to a team like the wizards who are, who, you know, normally struggle offensively. Um, but you know, the key thing tonight is we destroyed them on the, uh, on the boards. We won 55 to 27 on the rebound battle and 16 to six on the offensive rebounds. So we were getting extra possessions. They weren't, um, and with the rebounding, you know, with the rebounding being 55 to 27, it was going to be a tough game for the wizards to win. Um, and it, it's also good to see because, you know, the, we've been talking about the box, you know, kind of closing out these possessions, getting those rebounds, stopping the teams, other teams from getting the offensive rebounds. And I mean, I know I, I understand it's the wizards and they don't have a lot of height. They don't have a lot of size. They're not, you know, a very talented or good team at this point, but just to see the box capitalize on the rebounds, I think that's definitely something you know positive going forward for sure. Yeah, the rebounding looked really, really good
0: tonight. But on the other hand, our turnovers were not great tonight. We got to limit that. We had 15 turnovers to the Wizards' four. Uh, you just can't, you know, you can't give up those empty possessions, especially when you have guys like Damian Lillard, Giannis. Chris Middleton, guys who are all really smart and know what to do. They have very high basketball IQs. We cannot be turning the ball over as a team that much. Uh, The teams are going to, you know, better teams are going to be able to take advantage of us on, you know, for that, just like the rebounding, you can't lose that turnover battle. It's something that the Bucs need to kind of patch up for their next game.
1: Definitely. I mean, we've seen them be careless. Um, You know, Giannis with the traveling calls and the charges seems to be a, you know, a continuous pattern throughout his career. Um, and, you know, with the regarding, you know, the Wizards performance tonight, I mean, like you mentioned, Jordan Poole, extremely efficient 30. Uh, so, I mean, Malik Beasley wasn't necessarily able to contain him. But I mean, we still forced him to miss some shots. Uh, and then Kyle Kuzma as well with 22 and 13 assists um, not necessarily a guy that's considered you know a playmaker but to see him get 13 assists on this box defense might be slightly concerning considering he's more of a you know scoring forward
0: yeah I mean it's I don't know it's, it's all relative I mean Jordan Poole 26 shots or whatever it was 30 points I mean that doesn't impress me I think that's you know, a good job by us containing a guy like Jordan Poole. I don't think he's anything too special, but yeah, 30s a lot, but on that efficiency, I'll take it all day. Uh, another thing I actually wanted to touch on really quick before we, you know, go into the uh, preview of the Celtics game Hirsch, uh, was the Bucks transition, just the Bucks transition play in general, offensively and defensively. We took a step back tonight. We only had two transition points tonight, and we I think they had 17 on us, so we definitely, you know, went uh, reverted the other way, but these last seven games, we've been, we've improved significantly uh, on the transition on both sides of the ball. I mean, th- like we rank sixth in transition heading into tonight uh, on offense and then 10th in defense. So, I mean, that's kind of nice to see, especially in comparison to our 26th and 30th at the, you know, first six games or so um, just want to see that, you know, continue to improve. I know tonight it wasn't, you know, that didn't go well for the Bucks, but yeah, I mean, as long as that transition play just improves on both sides, I mean, that's another thing that this Bucks team should be really great at with a player like Giannis.
1: Definitely. And I know, you know, getting back on defense was one thing that you were harping on uh, for this team early on. And, you know, they got a tough test here coming up on Wednesday uh, against the Boston Celtics team, who is, you know, a high paced team, uh, very high uh, offensive rated as well. So, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and preview that game coming up on Wednesday night. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to take a quick look at this Boston Celtics game uh, coming up on Wednesday night. But do just want to mention uh, we're going to take a quick you know, hiatus for Thursday um, and we're going to cover this game like we do back to backs uh, after that Friday night game against the Wizards. On Black Friday, so uh, we're just going to take our Thanksgiving. Uh, but you know, we'll be back to still cover this massive game there on uh, Friday night. But Steve, just looking at this game, obviously, you know, we talked about it. The Bucks coming into this game on a five-game win streak with a ton of momentum. But you know, this is probably the toughest game so far in the Bucks schedule. Uh, Boston is eleven and three. So I mean they they are they did lose tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, which is a team that the Bucs, you know, beat by 30 a couple of days ago. But you know, very, very nervous about this game, Steve. What what are your kind of feelings, emotions going into this one? Uh super excited, obviously. I mean, the return of Drew Holiday, that's
0: a big story. You know, Dame and Drew take the court together. But uh, yeah, this Celtics team is a team that I really, really don't like, (laughs) you know, obviously a lot of Bucs fans don't like them for the same reasons I do, or I don't, but uh, I think that, you know, with the way we've been playing recently, like this is a team that it's going to be a really, really intense playoff atmosphere like game, but it's a game that we can win. I mean, the Bucs are one of the best clutch teams in the NBA this year. So if it comes down to that, I have faith in this team
1: definitely i mean and just looking at you know kind of how they stack up here uh boston is fifth in offensive rating and third in defensive rating so far so you know at the top of the league in both categories definitely you know a scary sight to see uh when you look at the advanced stats um on nba.com but you know the bucks are climbing offensively that's for sure uh fourth now so better better than boston uh offensively but you know still still struggling on the defensive side uh, ranked only twenty fourth defensively, so uh, Steve, are you worried kind of defensively going into this game that we're not going to be able to stop this? You know, this very explosive Boston offense. Um,
0: like they're going to put up points on us. That that's undeniable. I mean, they have a lot of talented scores. I mean, Drew Holiday is their fourth or fifth option on offense, and he was our number three last year. So, or number two actually for the majority of the year. So. I mean that should say a lot about this Boston starting lineup, where I think that this Bucks team is going to feast on them as their bench. Right, Jason Tatum's going to get his thirty, Jalen Brown's going to get his twenty plus. You know, Kristaps Porzingis has been playing really, really well to start the year off, but they got guys like Luke Cornett, Peyton Pritchard off their bench, and those are like their top role players off the bench. Like, I just, and that's no disrespect to their bench, but our bench has guys like Bobby Portis off of it. Uh, it's just. I don't know, man. I think that that's where we're really going to feast is the, you know, the bench situation.
1: Yeah. So looking at Boston's, you know, dynamic duo here um, with, you know, Tatum and Brown, obviously leading their team Tatum having, you know, somewhat of an MVP like season uh, averaging 27 points and nine boards so far looking, you know, pretty unstoppable, but Jalen Brown taking slightly, taking a slight step back in the scoring aspect after, you know, they added two very, very good scorers. Uh, in the off season, he's down to 22 points and five boards, so still being very effective. But I mean, Bucks fans know about them. I mean, we've had many, many confrontations with the Celtics, and these are the two guys that are going to be leading their team. Um, but yeah, Steve, I mean, looking at the the off acquisitions and you know, kind of just how these two starting lineups, you know, match up. I mean, my I, 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 I guess, my main question would be, how do you how do you want the Bucs to match up with this Celtics team defensively?
0: I think we're going to get to see Giannis guard Tatum for, you know, majority of the game. I think that'll be Giannis will be Tatum's primary defender. Uh, I wish we had Jay Crowder, like really, really, really bad. Um, Brooke Lopez and Porzingis is definitely going to be an interesting matchup because, you know, we like to talk about how Brooke, you know, he's, he's most effective when he is, you know, five feet away from the rim. Chris Depp's Porzingis is like the complete opposite. He's most effective when he's like 25 feet away from the rim. So that's going to be a matchup that I'm actually a little nervous for is Brooke and Chris Stapps. but I think Giannis and, you know, Giannis is going to make it hard on Tatum. And like I said, Tatum's a guy who is good enough to get his 30 points or whatever he averages, but Giannis is going to make it hard on him. Uh Jalen Brown. I, we, we've got no answer for him. I mean, Malik Beasley is probably going to be the guy guarding uh Jalen Brown. So that that's probably the guy who's also really going to feast or Jalen Brown and Chris Porzingis.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, especially with Malik Beasley being that main perimeter defender. Uh, missing Jay Crowder is really tough. And and Marjon Bochamp as well, because, you know, at least he can, you know, provide a little bit of length and physicality there on the perimeter. Um, I do think that Pat is gonna play a big part in this game, uh, defensively, uh, just because, you know, he can match up with Drew, Derek White, Jalen Brown, and he can probably, you know, at least Alter jason Tatum's shots a little bit um but you know like you mentioned that the the celtics team loves playing on the perimeter uh they take the most threes per game in the league and they make the second most so they're they're deadly from three um and i think you know i think the number one story here is going to be you know dame versus drew holiday obviously you know two guys that were traded for each other in the offseason now you know on you know, rival contenders in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, like you mentioned, Damian Lillard, number one in the league in clutch points so far this season. So, I mean, I think the trade so far has worked out for both teams, but now we finally get to see them, you know, head to head. Um, This will not be Drew's first game in Milwaukee since he got traded because this game's in Boston, but it'll still be fun to see Drew play against, you know, his former team um and I I mean I bet you know the Bucs players will be happy to see him as well I mean I know I know there's a lot of good relationships in that locker room but you know definitely a nerve-wracking game and super excited about it for sure yeah I got a question for you so do you
0: think so we've seen Drew and Dame match up against each other before in the playoffs when Drew was in New Orleans uh I believe Drew got the better of him in that series he you know that's where Drew really got you know known as this top tier elite guard defender, and even Dame is on record saying that he thinks Drew is probably the best, you know, guard defender in the league or perimeter defender in the league. Do you think that there's a chance Drew is going to, you know, really put a number in on Dame? Or do you think Dame's still going to be Dame?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think back then, you know, it was a little bit of a different situation. Uh, Drew Holiday was, you know, a much younger player. Damian Lillard was the number one in his franchise. So, you know, he was kind of getting the majority of the attention offensively. Um, and, you know, we've seen Drew Holiday this year get absolutely torched by, you know, guards too. I mean, LaMelo Ball just dropped, you know, 30 plus points on him tonight um, and also crossed him up and made him look silly on one play. So, Drew Holiday, you know, I mean, I hate to say that he he he's not the defender he once was. But, I mean, I think just over time... As you, you know, age in the league, you just become, you know, less and less of, you know, the player that you once were. Um, And, you know, Damian Lillard, while he's, you know, while he's aged and while he's, you know, regressed slightly, I still think his game is, you know, refined enough and skilled enough for him to get his shots off. So I think if they matched up this time around, I think it'd be a different story. Obviously, Damian. I mean, uh, Drew Holiday being, you know, probably the best on-ball defender in the league is going to obviously affect anybody that he's guarding. Um, you know, more than let's say, you know, a random other point guard. But yeah, I mean, I th- I just think I-, I feel confident going into this game that Damian Lillard's going to be able to have a good game. I think regardless of who's guarding him.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Dame is definitely one of those players where yeah, you can put whoever on him and he'll still drop thirty. I just think Drew is that good of a defender. I know we saw him, you know, get torched by Jimmy Butler. You just mentioned he's gotten torched by LaMelo Ball tonight, but he's still the best defender, you know, the best perimeter defender, best guard defender, whatever you want to call it in the league to me. And that scares me, at least for the matchup with Dame. Uh, I've got a feeling Giannis is going to have to do a lot of the offensive load, or is going to have to carry a lot of the offensive load like he did tonight. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this game. I think the Bucs can, you know, pull off a W. It's going to be super tough. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be, you know, super back and forth and whatnot. But, yeah, I think the Bucs can pull it off, Hirsch. I really do.
1: I do, too. I mean, I think it's – I like you mentioned, I think it's going to come down to the wire. Or at least I hope I, I hope it does. I mean, I hate to see the Bucs get blown out. Um, you know, one thing I do want to mention, too, is Chris Middleton – uh, when he plays against the Celtics, seems to just elevate his game. Uh, he's known as, you know, a Celtics killer throughout the league. And, you know, with Celtics fans, they're definitely not, you know, very happy with Chris Middleton when they play him. So, you know, hopefully he gets, you know, maybe 25 minutes and he's able to, you know, be very productive in those minutes because, you know, we're going to need him as well offensively. I mean, he's shown in the past that, you know, he can get his shots up on this defense regardless of, and you know, if if Dame really is being shut down by Holiday, I mean, I think we're gonna need Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis and Chris all to, you know, take their offensive games up a notch, especially with like you mentioned, I mean, they they have a pretty soft interior defense when it comes to uh Porzingis, how Horford, and Luke Cornette. I mean, there's not a lot of depth there. Um, and when it comes to just flat out size, they don't have much of it either. So It's going to be a grinded out game, Uh, might see a dominant performance from Giannis like we have been seeing, but super excited going forward um, and love seeing where this Bucs team's at right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Celtics probably don't have an answer for Giannis as much as they used to. Drew could be the dame stopper. So lots of exciting uh, narratives going into this game, Hirsch.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucs and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and 6 ffsn I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorr. and let's go box!